Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, everyone, on a beautiful Saturday here in Pittsburgh. Bob Pompiani here on this side of the glass. Joel Nelson on the other side of the glass. As we talk sports with you for the next two hours at 412-928-9370. Also, you should know that the fan Twitter page is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. And you could visit them at southhillskia.net. The fan text line is brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And our show is brought to you by my friends at Number One Cochrane. Go one better. Ride in style with all the Number One Cochrane locations around. Shop 24-7 with Expressway. Also, PNC Bank. Make today the day at PNC Bank. Chenderovich, Chenderovich, and Fishman. Ireland Contracting. Home of the nightly sports call. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone's talking about. Well, we're talking a lot about football, which we will get into. Uh, it's been the topic all week. And not to beat a dead horse, but we will get into it. We also want to expand the conversation. I want to actually start today with a couple of NHL things going on because the Penguins are going to get back to it coming up here after the NHL All-Star break, which is this weekend. Today, the game. Yesterday's the skills competition. But Jake Gensel has been a big topic and will continue to be up until the trade deadline until we figure out what Jake Gensel is going to do and how much Jake Gensel wants. thing about the Penguins is they've committed for now. And if you commit for now, then you got to figure out a way to sign Jake Gensel. And I think there's obviously ways to do it. Uh, moving forward, you know, you're going to lose Jeff Carter off the books. You you can make some other adjustments there with players on your roster. I think they maybe made a mistake in signing both Brian Rust and Ricard Raquel to long-term contracts. Not so much Rust, but more Raquel. I didn't think, I thought it was a jump that they didn't need to make knowing that Jake Gensel was coming up. Jake Gensel plays on Sidney Crosby's line. He's been a perennial 35-40 to 40 goal man. He has been one of the best playoff performance players in the NHL. In 58 games, he has 58 points. He has 34 goals. He knows a big game when he sees one. Jake Gensel is at the end of a contract. 
So that means that if you let him go with nothing, you're going to get just a compensatory draft pick. But if you make a trade, you could end up getting a lot for your franchise, but you lose Jake Gensel. And if you're trying to win now with Sidney Crosby, Malcolm Latang, Carlson, all these people, to me, the only option you have is to sign him. Then the question becomes, how much does he make? How much are you willing to spend? He's already turned down um, reportedly a six-year, $50 million deal. Listen, uh, William Nylander just got eight years, $92 million. Uh, I look at Jake Enso, even though he's you know a guy in his 30s, uh, as this contract moves on, he still has this amazing chemistry with Sidney Crosby, who I know loves to play with him. And you don't want to disrupt that if you're trying to win now and next year and next year before this chapter of the Pittsburgh Penguins story is is over. Uh, so the bottom line is you got to sign him. He deserves his one on opportunity to get this free agent status to get what he thinks he's worth. And quite frankly, that's going to be at least $8 million a year. I mean, if you're playing Raquel five-point whatever he's making a year, then he's worth $8 million based on his performance. And you got to figure out a way to do it. So what would you do? That's going to be the first question we talk about here at 412-928-9370. What would you do if you're the Penguins with Jake Kensel? And what would it take to trade him? How much do you want to get? We saw a trade... Uh, with Jim Rutherford the other day in Vancouver, and he's willing to just trade picks all the time. He has a very good hockey club there, and he's trying to win now. So we've seen this act before with um, Jim Rutherford, even though he's not the GM. He brought in Patrick Alvine to be his man, another Pittsburgh Penguin with you know, <clears throat> Rick Tocca behind the bench. They got a lot of Pittsburghers over there, and they have a very good hockey team. We saw it firsthand here in Pittsburgh when they came to town. So how much would you give Jake Ensel? And if you don't want to pay him, what would you want in return? That's number one. Number two, the NHL is going to go back to the Olympics in 2026 in Milan, Italy, and then in 2030. It'll be the first time in 12 years for them. I remember the first time they ever did it was 1998. And we went over KDK TV uh, with uh, Nagano, Japan, and a host of Penguins who played in that Olympic Games. The Czech Republic won, led by Yarmir Yager and Robert Lang and Marty Straka. And Yuri Slager, those guys all won gold medals. We had a lot of good access because the games were on CBS back then, and we kind of dovetailed off of that. But they haven't been there since 2012. Are you in favor of players playing in the Olympics? For my money, I'd rather see that than uh, the All-Star Games just do nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. I'm watching last night in the skills competition. I seen Nikita Kucherov. Um, just kind of glide through. He Listen, he's been injured a lot. I get it. <clears throat> he's out there taking his time, not really interested. But if you're a fan, you pay to watch these guys kind of skate hard, do things, win a competition. And if it's not there, then, you know, maybe he should just not have competed in it. Just like people do in the Pro Bowl. They don't, they're not interested, so they drop out. You still get it on your resume that you were an uh, all-star, but you don't necessarily have to play with it. But I understand his position. He don't want to get hurt. He's missed a lot of time with injury and, and not saying that that's – an event that would hurt him but you know also I think part of that is because he plays for Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay and Toronto have had some heated rivalry games too and this was in Toronto but you know I'm tired of all-star games of all sorts I really have no interest for them none zero I don't care Connor McDavid won the overall competition there got a million dollars woohoo how about him he's already a multi-gazillionaire and here he is gets another million I don't. Th that may motivate them, but I don't, it does nothing for me I, as a fan. I don't. You know, it is what it is. But I'm not a fan of All Star Games. So if they're going to play Olympic hockey 
and I know it probably wouldn't coincide with these dates, but I'd rather see that. Gary Bettman's also talking about an international best-on-best competition, country versus country competition. How do you feel about that? At 412-928-9370, we've got some callers about Jake Gensel. Let's get right to him. Joel Nelson, beginning with Jason in Mount Pleasant. Hey, Jason. Hey, Bob. Love the show on Saturdays, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, here's my thing with Gensel. They're not. They're in last place right now. I mean, they're not in last. They're in fifth. Do? They're in fifth. They're seven points, I believe, out of a second wild card. Well, yeah, but they're not in first, and he didn't even get voted to the All Star game. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It was just Crosby. Yeah, so that's what the league kind of thinks of Jay Gensel, to be honest with you. Well, what do the Penguins think of Jay Gensel? What do you think of Jay Gensel? And knowing that they're trying to win now, if you trade him, does it indicate you've changed your mind? No, I think they just think they can go in a different direction with maybe two players instead of one, disperse it over the lineup a little bit better. Yeah, that may be true, but you're not going to get the same bang for your buck without Jake Gensel on the top line, Jason. That's my that's my only concern here is this year. If they're trying to win now, and everything they've done is to win now, losing him is not sending a message that you're interested in winning now. You're more interested in the future, which I guess Kyle Dubas has both to try to satisfy, now and later. I, I hear you, Bob. Thanks for, thanks for talking, buddy. All right, Jason. Appreciate that. Let's go out to Noah in New Kensington. Noah, welcome to Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. What's up? Hey, Pump. Nice talking to you again. I interviewed you up at St. Vincent at training camp, actually. Oh, uh, I remember that. In the summertime. Yeah. Yeah, great to talk to you again. You too. Um, but I completely agree with you. Um, there's no way you can trade Jake Kensel. He's too valuable to this team. Uh, I agree with what you said earlier. You have to find a way to sign him in the offseason uh, and – you're not going to be able to go out in the free agent market and find a guy like Jake Gensel at his age and get the same production from, from that guy. So I, there's no way you trade him. All right, so how much would you pay him? If you make that commitment, you got to come up with a number because I don't think he's in the habit of giving a hometown discount. I say that word because we hear it all the time. He wants to be here. He also wants to play with Crosby. But he also has one chance to cash in, you know, and yes, this I, is I, it. I agree. I, I'd, I'd give him, honestly, and I mean this saying this, I'd give him whatever he wants to stay here. Well, okay. That, I mean, I get that, but at the same time, give me a number on it. He, he turned out six years, 50 million. I would go so far as eight years, eight million a year. That's, what's eight times eight? 64? Yeah, I, I would agree with, yeah, I would agree with that number. I think that's a good number. Yeah, we'll see if they do it. But they again, they're going to save money. The cap's going up by $5 million. I checked on that. So there's money to be spent. It's just how you want to spend it. And again, the message is very important here. If you're trying to win now, he's your best option. I'm trying to dig out from the fifth place spot in the Metro. But Noah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hope they see you up thanks, at uh, St. Vincent again this year. All right, let's go to Brandon in Whitehall. Hey, Brandon, what's going on? Hey, Bob, how are you? I'm good. What's going on with you today? Not, not too much. Um, I, I honestly, look, I love Jake Gensel, and I think if you can get at least a, a first and a second with for him, great. But honestly, I'd rather sign him for eight to ten million for five. Like, if you got to go up to ten million to get him for five years, great. He's only twenty nine. But if you if you can get him eight for six, I I still don't think that's a win now contract. I I mean he's. He's not that old, and I think you could still build around someone if you have five or six years on his contract. I, I think you sign him either way. You're not going to get a forward that, that good for $8 million in two years, especially if the cap keeps going up. So, I mean, 
even a budget deal, you know, in three years, this will be worth it. I, I just don't see the downside. And let's not pretend here. It's not easy to play with somebody like Sidney Crosby. You have to think the same way he thinks. Remember everybody. when Mario Lemieux had a bunch of wingers? Robbie Brown figured it out pretty quickly, but not everybody can. You could throw a lot of people on that line. You may not get the kind of production that maybe Crosby uh, wants. The other thing is Crosby said at the All-Star game that he is anxious, excited potentially to play in the Olympics in 2026. So he's going to be playing for quite a while. Uh, and if he does... And if he's at a good level like he is right now, Gensel is the guy who makes that possible too. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree at all. I, I think a lot of people overlook Gensel because he plays with Crosby, but they don't realize how much they need to set each other up. I got you. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate the call at 412-928-9370. Jake Gensel, the topic right now. We'll go to Jason in Green Tree. Jason, good morning. Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking a call. Love the show. Appreciate it. Well, my my take is he's already in his eighth year, so you were saying giving him eight more years that that's kind of assuming he's going to have a sixteen year productive career. That that's a little excessive. I mean, if you're going to re-sign him, I'd be looking for more of like a four or five years. But but he won't. You know, I, he won't I, take I, that. I would personally see what you can get for him. We need some youth, and we need to get younger. So if you're able to bring assets back for him. You know, that's what I would look to do instead of paying him. I think the bigger issue is you paid Rust, and he's fallen off since he got paid, and Raquel hasn't even shown up. So right. That's that's where know. the mistake was. I think they should have preempted those two with Gensel, first and foremost, and then move on from there. And I think you could have gotten Raquel for less money. Now, Gensel's stats are also inflated when you have someone like Sidney Crosby putting a puck on your tape. Yeah, you but it's not that much. easy. No, 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 no. Jason, don't say that. To play on that line, you better think the way Sidney Crosby thinks. It's not that easy. It isn't. Maybe Gensel makes it look easy, but it's not easy. They have a chemistry. It takes time to develop that. And all I'm saying is hockey players now play 20-year careers if they can. You may not be as sharp, but they're banking that in the next three years when they have Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Carlson and these people, they want to try to win now. And the only way you're going to get that is by keeping him, I think. Unless you can get players off somebody else's roster who are productive right off the bat plus some future assets. You know, I don't know, I don't know if there's a trade out there to be made like that. Yeah, that's what I would say. You got to get a lot back for him. You know, I just wonder is he that good without someone like Crosby? You know, that would be the question. All right, man. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, it. Okay. Have a good day, Jason. Tony in the car before we go to break. What's up, Tony? Hey, good morning, Bob. Hey, I couldn't agree with you more. The numbers don't lie. They need to keep Gensel, but I think they need to look at other options within the lineup to dissolve and bring some of those character players we had during the cup runs. They're willing to block shots, play defense, et cetera. Oh, I think so. You know, they tried to upgrade the bottom six. I don't know if they've been that successful. And quite frankly, their biggest problem, Tony, 13.1 on the power play. How does that happen? That's second to last in the NHL. Uh, yep. You know, Mike Sullivan has tried some things with Todd Reardon. They took uh, who was they took Malkin and uh, Carlson off recently, put on Valtteri Pustinen and, and Latang on that. And Pustin has got a pretty good shot. I I don't know. The bottom line to me is it's a simple thing that they cannot do, which is get in front, cause traffic, get in the head of a goaltender, put shots on goal, and get rebounds. And they seem not to be able to do or not willing to do it. I don't know. No, that's a good call, Bob. Like when we had Hornquist or the other defenseman from the Canadians, I can't remember his name, the six foot six, six seven guy that could screen the goalie. Maybe that's what we're missing because on paper you're absolutely right. Carlson, Crosby, Malkin – there should be no reason why the puck ain't going in. 
All right, Tony, thanks very much. Appreciate it. we got to take a break. We have John and Cranberry, Jay and Blonox coming up, and we're going to expand this to talk about the Super Bowl, which is going to be played this week. Your take on Arthur Smith, the new offensive coordinator who shaved his mustache for his new team. Joel, you got a mustache. You look good in your mustache. Would you ever consider shaving it? Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Uh, maybe here or there, but maybe only like a couple times a year. Otherwise, probably not. Well, I don't think many people can carry it off like you do. Uh, Thank you, Bob. I think Arthur Smith looks better clean-shaven, and that, to me, is a good indication that he's willing potentially to maybe make a change in what's going on here in Pittsburgh. We'll talk about that. We'll also get into – I want to throw this out at you because I think it's fascinating. You know, the Live in the PGA Tour cannot figure out how to coexist right now. They're working on it. But instead of a Ryder Cup format, or maybe in addition to a Ryder Cup format, why not, not a Live versus PGA they have enough big names on both sides now where it would be very fascinating. I'll talk more about that. Steelers coming up. More on Jake Gensel. What would you do? We'll have calls all the way to 1 o'clock. It's Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the program, everyone. A beautiful Saturday in store for you. A beautiful weekend, actually, and it's actually golf golfable weather, which I'm going to throw this topic out before I get into football, and that would be, would you be in favor of a PGA versus Live sort of Ryder Cup format? Um, I think it would be fascinating because so many big players have left the PGA for Live. Uh, of course, John Rahm being the most recent big name, Tyrell Hatton just did. He got a lot of money. But you could have some pretty interesting matchups there. You still have Phil Mickelson, who's on the Live Tour. You have Rom. You have uh, Brooks Kepka, four-time major winner. Uh, DeChambeau's there. Cam Smith, an up-and-coming De- uh, Dustin Johnson, and others 
going against some of the younger guys who are now on the PGA Tour and trying to make careers of themselves. I think it'd be fascinating. Would you like it at 412-928-9370? The other thing is this is Super Bowl week, and I'm sure we're going to be inundated with um, ta- uh, Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift, even though she's swifting her way on into Japan for some shows, uh, and then returns for the Super Bowl, I would imagine. So, But... Patrick Mahomes will make some history. The most Super Bowl starts before the age of 30. Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and Troy Aikman. I think Elway should be included in that. I can't remember all of Elway. But he's probably in there. Had made three starts in a Super Bowl game before the age of 30. This will be number four for Patrick Mahomes, so he will top that list. And a lot of people believe Kansas City will win another one. And if they do, then my question for you is, is this a dynasty? And I say that because, to me, dynasties are not born with just getting to the Super Bowl. Dynasties are born with winning Super Bowls. The Steelers, to me, still had the best one in a very short period of time in the early 1970s until the end of the 70s with four and six years. That's hard to do. It may never, ever be done again. New England would be, you know, you have to stretch it out because when you get six of them, I mean, I get that to me is a dynasty. Is it better than the Steelers one? Well, it took more years to you know to do it, but they got six of them in a what is it, fifteen to eighteen year span, whatever it was. Uh, if you look at the the Forty ers had one, but again, it took more than just six years as the Steelers took. So if the Chiefs win this one, this will be number three. So Joel, would you consider them a dynasty team? If they win this one, I would say yes. If they don't, say that again. If they don't. Because they still have two and and then all six, uh, four appearances in in six years. But unless, I, to unless, me, you got to win them before you become a dynasty. Unless they get blown out, I think you know. I, I think they've made four Super Bowls in five years. I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> it will be interesting. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Let's go out to John and Cranberry who joins us this segment of the program. What's up, John? How are you? Hey, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. And sure. I saw your way on vacation with the grandchildren and family. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, right? we went to Disney World, and that was great. The kids loved it, the grandkids, and uh, that's all that mattered. Uh, although yeah, Lisa and I, we, out, we were troopers. Yeah. We had to walk parks six straight days, like 15-hour days, but it was fun. Fantastic. I'm glad you had a good time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I wanted to talk about the big game. So I just And I was going to mention this, what, what you just le- led into it. I, I feel that if the Chiefs do win – then it is official dynasty. I'm not sure if they lose. I'm not sure. I don't think so yet. But I th- if they do, there's no doubt about it. Um, it's interesting. I wanted to get your take on the game. So here's here's my take. Everyone, most people I'm talking to are going with the Chiefs and Kelsey and Andy Reid. I have a feeling that the game is going to go down to the wire. I have a feeling this one's going to be close to the end of the fourth quarter. And I think. When I watched that game against Buffalo, it looked like the Bills could run the ball against them. And I think if they can get McCaffrey going and keep it close, the, the Niners are very healthy. And I think Shanahan's going into this game, the one he lost to the Chiefs a few years ago, they blew at the end of the game. And I have a feeling that the Niners could take this one late. Um, but, I, but, again, it, with Mahomes, I would never bet against them. <laughs> no. So that's my take. And I want to see what you thought of the big game. Yeah, Thanks, I think hey, – thank you, John. Appreciate it. What I think is – if I'm Kyle Shanahan and Steve Wilkes, I am absolutely going to smother Travis Kelsey. Everywhere he goes, he'll have two or three people. I don't care how I do it because I don't believe the wide receivers on that team are, are you know, in line with what he does, what he brings to that relationship with Patrick Mahomes. So if someone's going to beat me, I ain't going to be Travis Kelsey. 
He he's done a lot in the postseason. Obviously, he's the best, most productive postseason tight end. But he will not beat me if I'm Kyle Shanahan. I'll let others do that, and I'll try to uh, give up one-on-one coverage if I have to to some of their wideouts and even Isaiah Pacheco out of the backfield. I think, even though Kansas City's defense has been really good, I think this 49er offense, when clicking, is as good as any. Now, they've had their potholes along their road. I get that. But quite frankly, Brock Purdy knows how to how, how to make that machine run. They got an outstanding running back. They got an outstanding uh, fullback. They got weapons all over the field. I think this will be a San Francisco game. They're favored at the beginning. They've been continually favored. Now, that's changed a little bit up and down. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the 49ers will win. Uh, and quite frankly, I hope they do. And I know that's sacrilegious to those of you in Pittsburgh, and, and I get it because it's, it would indicate that they would get another Super Bowl. But I'm just tired of Kansas City. And that's a compliment to Kansas City because they're in it too often. And sooner or later, I get tired of the same thing. As much as I respect what they've done, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I want to see something new. And I really like what Brock Purdy has done. I like Christian McCaffrey. I like those guys. Debo Samuels is something different. Uh, and Kyle Huszczyk, you know, this is, a, this is a man who knows how to – did you see the catch he made last week? Uh, Tightrope, toe tap uh, along the sidelines on a critical third down catch. That was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty good. You don't see most fullbacks capable of making plays like that, but he's that good for that team. So I think San Francisco will win. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to Jay in Blonox. Jay, what's going on today? Hey, Bob. Great show. Uh, I have a golf question. Let's go. Uh, what do you think has been the biggest uh, – uh, change for equipment to the game between uh, larger forgiving metalheads, uh, the golf ball, or the high MOI uh, mallet putters? I think the biggest change is the golf ball, and and they're trying to restrict some of that now moving forward. It's just, you know, some of these courses are obsolete based on how far these guys hit the ball, and I think it all is, is centered on the golf ball. Having said that, technology's come a long way. I think for those of us who are amateur golfers and just love to get out there and whack it, Jay, you can help yourself by getting some of the new technology. And, and all of these brands, I prefer – I'm a Srixon man. Uh, as I always say, get your Srixon. You're, they have some wonderful stuff, but all of the companies do. And you can help yourself. But the best thing you can do, Jay, for me, is get fitted. Make sure you – don't just buy it off the rack. Get it done the right way. It'll help your game. Thank you, Bob. All right, thank you. And by the way, they're playing the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is up around the top of that leaderboard. And we'll see what happens out at Pebble Beach. That's such a wonderful place. That's a bucket list thing for me. I hope it is for you, too. Uh, Jack N- Nicholas said if he had one final round to play, no matter where it was, he said he'd choose Pebble Beach. Now, let's go out to Sean and Imperial. What's up, Sean? How are you? Bob, thanks for taking my call. I'm doing well. I hope Disney World was great. I uh, <laughs> wanted to talk to you about the uh, the Steelers QB situation, right? So, Someone is, is trying to protect his investment, at least in the media realm, um, and that Kenny's his number one guy. Meanwhile, Kenny was benched for Mason Rudolph, wh- wh- however you want to look at it. He was a healthy scratch, in my opinion, out in Seattle, and then benched, obviously, in the Baltimore game in favor of Mason. So these are your two guys that you have system, which I don't think is enough coming into the year when you have guys like Watt and Hayward on the you know on the on the second half of their career what what name outside of the organization do you like to come in and play quarterback uh that's a good question sean it's been out there I, first of all i think obviously with kenny pickett being a number one pick and what they have invested they want arthur smith to come in here and have a system that will benefit him and if you look at what they've been able to do 
especially when he was in Tennessee. Now, in Atlanta, it didn't work, obviously, so well as a head coach. Maybe he's just not cut out to be a head coach. But in Tennessee, which allowed him to get the head coaching job, yes, he had Derrick Henry, but in the same year in 2020 when Henry had 2,000 yards rushing, he still managed a pass game that had A.J. Brown over 1,000 yards receiving. They had uh, Ryan Tannehill with almost 4,000 yards passing, 33 touchdown passes. So obviously the way he works is, and the way a lot of these guys want to work, is you put up a pretty good run game, and then you try to play action off of it. And if your quarterback is patient enough in the pocket, and I still think that's going to be the number one thing with Pickett, is he patient enough to make these plays develop? I think Rudolph showed you he waiting is beneficial. You can wait long, almost get hit, and you still deliver a pass to one-on-one coverage, which breaks free because you waited in the pocket. But if you're asking me, like people talk about Justin Fields, I like Justin Fields. I like him better if it's it's not a first or second round pick, and I don't think it would be. If it goes down lower than that, Here's the problem, though. You're going to have to pick up his fifth-year option. That's a lot of money. I don't think the Steelers are in a position, nor do they want to spend fifth-year option money on a quarterback who hasn't played here yet. And he has the same sort of – now, the run game is off the charts. I'm not going to even debate that. But his – you know, he is – he's a player who intrigues me. But am I willing, Sean, to pick up, you know, a fifth-year option? Would you? Because that fifth-year option is going to be over $30 million. I think I think he's absolutely worth the uh, I'd call it a lottery ticket because you know you're still getting him on the last year of his his rookie contract and if he performs to what people think his ceiling is you, you solved your number one problem your yeah number but, one but Sean number one the issue would be if you acquire him you have to play him don't you you're not going to bring him in here not to play and they've already said that they want Pickett to be the number 1 guy and that's the message that Mason Rudolph has to consider as he goes through this process. Do you believe that? Do you really believe that they want Kenny Pickett they they want to take an upgrade over Kenny? Do you think Do you think really do you think Justin Fields is a, do you think Justin Fields is an upgrade? Absolutely. Absolutely. And here my bet, my dark horse is going to be Russell Wilson. I think you get him on a very cheap deal via trade it's low risk i think he's got a chip on his shoulder he he come in and quote unquote compete with kenny I, i'm trying to look back at old tomlin press conferences to see how he talked about russell wilson i can't find it but i'm sure he has gushed over him oh he that. has and listen if you get the russell wilson we saw last year in denver for a team that's you know aging on defense and needs to try to capitalize now because art rooney has been impatient he said that he wanted it's time that would not be a bad play for me as long as the money made sense because he's an experienced guy who could come in and he can also help Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph or whomever else is in that quarterback room. A lot of people have mentioned Kirk Cousins. I don't know about his injury situation. He had a big injury. Um, is he is he capable? First of all, he goes year to year. He makes a lot of money year to year. Uh, it's not future money you have to worry about with him. It's just current money. Uh, can they fit it in? I don't know. But it's going to be interesting how they attack this because they still don't know Who's going to be in their quarterback room? It could be a draft pick. You could be looking at Michael Penix Jr. down the road or Bo Nix. They seem to like him, but that'll be later in the draft because they have five picks in the first four rounds. But I'm not at this point clear about who is coming in. And a lot of what Kenny Pickett will be able to do will be dependent on who they bring in, Sean. Because if they bring in Russell Wilson or Justin Fields, they cannot possibly not play them, I think. Yeah, I think the last name is, uh, is Tannehill. Obviously, with the Arthur Smith connection, I think I think there's a real good chance that you see that name pop up. And then, uh, just the last, I appreciate you giving me some time here. The last one I wanted to make is 
with Arthur, he runs a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, we didn't see many balls tossed towards uh, Mount Washington last year. I, I want to get your thoughts on what you see him developing into. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate that, and I agree with that. He's been a tight end friendly kind of offensive coordinator. At least, again, I go back to Tennessee days. Uh, Kyle Pitts was not featured as much as I would have liked in Atlanta, and I don't know if that's his call, their call, whoever's calling. And I assume it's him. But in Tennessee, uh, John o. Smith was the guy. He and who was the other guy? Uh, I can't think of his last name. His first name is Anthony. I think Anthony. Uh, he was a tight end for them, along with John o. Smith. Yeah, Anthony Ferkser. Ferkser, that's his name. That's why I, that name throws me off. Like Favre used to throw me off. Favre, Favre, and uh, Ferkser. Uh, but Jonu Smith was the main man. Those guys had a big, if I recall, uh, impact on their offense with, again, Derrick Henry in the backfield. So uh, I think Pat Fryermuth didn't get a lot of play this year. I think he'll get more in Arthur Smith's system. And I also think uh, maybe Darnell Washington will get more of his play. We'll see how that goes. Got to take a break. 412-928-9370. Heimer, uh, Ernesto, and Neil, you're coming up. We have lines open at 412-928-9370. Once again, a thanks to our sponsors, PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one, Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your bag, not your wallet. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. Check it out every night at 1035 on KDK Plus and right here on The Fan on several nights. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone's talking about at Iron Rock Tap House. We'll be back with more of your calls next right here on the Bob Pompiani Show at Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We roll along here on a Saturday in Pittsburgh. Beautiful weather. Man, I, we just don't seem to get any uh, snow uh, accumulation, which is fine. I'm not complaining about that. I feel bad for people who like to ski, although they can create that. But uh, so far, it's been uh, rather benign uh, winter once again, although if that rain last week had all been snow, we would have been digging out for quite a bit of time. Anyway, for one, we have the weather coming up at the end of the program. Once again, our show is brought to you by PNC Bank, number one Cochrane, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg and Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. A lot of people on the lines. Let's get right to it, beginning with Neil and Butler. Hey, Neil, what's going on? Hello, Neil. 
Uh-oh, Neil. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, um, I'm just doing some real quick research. I, I want to talk about the Super Bowl. I, um, You know, the, the things you brought up were, were interesting because I'm a huge Niner fan. I'll start off by saying that. What concerns me, I think the Chiefs overall do have the better defense. Uh, they, the Niners' effort, especially in the run game, and the angles also that they've been taking have been staggering against, staggeringly bad against Green Bay, and and of course Detroit. And when they're playing from behind, they're 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 not quite the same team. Um, and also the second point is a lot of people always like to call Brock Purdy a system quarterback, but you know not as not very many quarterbacks turn their back to the defense in the percentage plays that Purdy does to be able to. And when he's accurate, they're they're a they're a juggernaut on offense. It's when he's inaccurate when, when and I know that's with a lot of teams. Um, you know that, that that that's when they then when they struggle. Uh, and, and against Miami, their offense. But Miami went going into KC at eight degrees. I, you know I, that never seems to work well. So they're going to be facing a different offense in the San Francisco 49ers. They have the last two weeks uh, against uh, Buffalo and, and Baltimore. Yeah, Neil, I I think you're right. Purdy, you know, I, I when you hear system quarterback, it's kind of disrespectful. Uh, he's been in the league for how many years now? Two years and or going is this, yeah, two years. And the dude has put up really good numbers all the way through from being a you know seventh round last pick overall to what he's been able to do. If you want every every offense has a system, so yes, every quarterback is a system quarterback. If you don't believe that, all you have to do is look at the Steeler game this year, second game of the year, whatever it was when Minka Fitzpatrick came charging in on a blitz and he just spun away so easily from Minka Fitzpatrick and made a completion. He has had bad games. Certainly the Baltimore game with all those interceptions was one of them. But you give him time, he knows where people are. And I th- and I really like how he has distributed the football. The great thing about him, if you're San Francisco, he doesn't cost you much at all. You can still go out in free agency this year and do more with him because he was a seventh-round pick. You don't have any of this fifth-year option stuff to worry about for now. Uh, it's a great situation to have. I give them credit, Neil, too, because they had Garoppolo, they had Trey Lance. If you want to stick by principles of I got to give my first-round pick, third overall, every opportunity, they didn't do that. They they immediately knew that it looked like Purdy was a better quarterback than the guy who was third overall, and so they did not play him as much. I know he got injured, but they ended up trading him quickly before he really ever got a legitimate chance. And and if, will he ever get one in Dallas? We'll see. All no, right, uh, no I, I love that fact. And not only that, they gave up on Alex Smith when they felt he wasn't good enough. Um, they, they've, they've admitted their mistakes at that position. Um, and I think sometimes if you want to trans, transition that to, to Pittsburgh, yeah, if you feel you don't got the guy, that's the position you need a guy at. And if you, go, you, know, if you, if you feel he isn't it, you better move on. And you better be willing to move on quickly. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate the call as we move along at 412-928-9370. Heimer in West Pittsburgh joins us. Hey, Heimer, what's up? Bob, I love the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Just for that, I wanted to ask you, like, I don't understand. Like, sometimes there's no common sense. Gets me is the national media, like Peter King. How do you pick, how are they going to pick Miles Garrett over T.J. Watt for Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, do they look at the stats like in front of them? Like, I just don't understand. Do you see, understand it? Well, I think 
It's a meter metric system that they're looking at, pressure rates and things of this nature, which I hate all of that because, yeah, sure. <laughs> How do you define what really is pressure? Um, you know, all I know is T.J. Watt got to the quarterback a lot more than Miles Garrett did. T.J. Watt got into the backfield a lot more and made plays. The key is making the plays. You can get there and don't make a play, but you get credit for that in some of these systems that they use. And, and listen, metrics is a big part of it. I get it. But you shouldn't determine players of the year based on simply metrics. It's got to be some stake, not just sizzle. You know, they got the, the stake is get to the quarterback. Who has the most hits? Who has the You can go right down the list, and T.J. Watt has number one uh, on his list on just about every defensive category compared to Miles Garrett. And I like Miles Garrett. I think he's a terrific player, but that doesn't mean he should win this award. I, I totally agree with you. I just was, like, wondering because I could see, like, they vote like because Mal Garrett got into the playoffs, we ended up going in too. So, and the loss of TJ in that Buffalo game, we, um, he was totally so ineffective in that loss at Houston. Miles Garrett, he did nothing in that game. Uh, exactly. So, and my last my last question for you is: You love? I know you love tomahawk steaks. Did you ever finish one? Uh, I never finish anything anymore, Heimer. The older I get, I take boxes everywhere. It seems like no matter what restaurant I'm in. Uh, we were last night at uh, Serafino's, which is a great place in Crafton, um, but I end up taking that home too. So no, I love Tomahawk steaks, but I can't finish one. No. All right. Thank you for <laughs> everything right, thank you, you do. All right. Have a good day. I like take home food. You know, it tastes better the second day sometimes, and you have a lunch opportunity, so you get two for one. Saves you money that way. Let's go to Ernesto in McMurray. What's up, Ernesto? Good day, Mr. Pompiani. Good day I'm to you. If I can. Thank you, sir. I'm going to see if I can thread this Kenny Pickett situation into the Arthur Smith hire. So Kenny stepped in for Mitch Trubisky, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, there was a conflict between Mitch and Drosten at halftime, and that was a pretty chaotic situation that Kenny stepped into, and it doesn't seem like his leadership or him as a captain, not denigrating him, he ever settled that chaos. There was a lot of infighting, the, the offense never looked cohesive, and there was a lot of problems. Now, I see this Arthur Smith hire not just as a hire – for uh, passing logistics, offensive development. But I feel like he's a bit of an alpha that might come in and stabilize that offense where Kenny couldn't. Because when they played for Mason, it looked like a team unified. Like there was actual leadership there. And a team that plays motivated and together looks totally different as an offense versus a team that was skilled but just not cohesive. Yeah, I agree with that. But, Ernesto, I want to ask you something about Kenny Pickett. I, there are things I've seen that I really like about him. And while a lot of people already have kind of written him off, I am not ready to do that. I I still think there's a lot there. This this impatience in the pocket does bother me, but it's something that can be worked on and improved. Um, I, I I totally agree, Bob. I think he's not. I'm not ready to throw him into the scrap heap at all. What I just want is an honest meritocracy competition in training camp. And if he can develop these, pro- I think he needs a solid quarterback coach, maybe a passing game coordinator. Work on his reading through his progressions, and also there's a lot of open throws that he just blatantly misses, and you can't really blame that on Matt Canada. I mean, very. I, I see it from the television as a layman. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of those throws, it's also decision making. He made some bad decisions, and and that's on him. A system is set up, you know, and Arthur Smith's system is throw to a to to an area and and make sure your receiver is there. And if he is, the good things can happen. If he isn't, then it's more on the receiver than the quarterback. But 
listen, it's going to be fascinating to watch, and I want to know how they fill out this room because the first thing that has to happen is they have to make a decision, or more specifically, Mason Rudolph has to make a decision on his future. Thanks, Ernesto. Appreciate the call. All right, let's go out to Walt in Greensburg. Hey, Walt, what's going on? Um, how you doing? Good. What's up, Walt? Hey, I'm, I'm already on the side of disgusted with the Pirates' off-season moves, and I'll tell you why. Uh, first off, the Chapman move, I don't know if that's another, like, McCutcheon move for Bob Nothing that uh, maybe he's going to bring some fans. Why don't you like that move, early. just out of curiosity? I, the guy can still bring it, and he's a left-hand pitcher, which are they're always in short supply. I think they need starting pitching. I mean, they had decent uh, relief pitching last year until the starters couldn't do anything, and then they started these – uh, reliever starters and all that and just threw it out in the woods. But again, I'm not a big fan of it. Maybe I'll be wrong. I hope I am, but I don't think I will. The, uh, but the one that really bothers me is Telez. They went and got Telez early, and I thought, man, the Pirates are early doing this. Telez was benched by Milwaukee for the last half of the season, and then this Reese Hoskins signs with Milwaukee. That's the guy I want him to go after, but of course, there's a little bit more money in it, and Bob Nothing is going to do the money part of it. I just, and I don't see, I'm not even sure they're going to hit the win total from last year the way they're going, and I'm, I'm just discouraged with the Pirates books. Well, a lot of people will probably join you in that. Well, thank you for the call, but I will say this I like their bullpen a lot. I think um, they got some players in there who are going to be really good lefty-righty combinations. You have a guy who led the NHL, uh, the NHL, the National League in saves with David Bednar tied. Um, he's coming back. Chapman will be a good eighth-inning guy. They can mix and match with him. Um, they also have uh, some really good young pitchers in there who are going to make a difference, I think. Um, but you're right. The key is starters. They 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 got – Martin Perez, okay, fine. I think he's you know a guy who can help them. Gonzalez, those both will be in their lineup along with Mitch Keller. Now the question would be Paul Skeens. I, I'm more bullish on this team than I think you are in that I think they made improvement last year. Now they've got to make the similar improvement this year. If they do that, and that's a lot because it's a 14-game upgrade, um, you know they can be in position to at least challenge for Now, should they spend more? Yes. I've said it and, and blue in the face saying it. Milwaukee is a smaller meteor market than the Pittsburgh market, and yet they go out and spend. I know they just traded Corbin Burns, who's a, a former Cy Young winner, but they also know how to retool, spend money, and they'll be competitive as they are every single year, if not division winners again. So there's a long way to go, but Brian Hayes, what I saw from him last year encourages me. O'Neill Cruz missed most of the year. Quite frankly, he was better in his first two years than L.A. De La Cruz was for Cincinnati, and he caused all this up, uh, people talking about him all the time. So remember the Pirates started 29 last year, 20 and 9. Um, they need to do that, maybe not 11 games over 500 in the first month of the year, but if they get off to a good start, I think things can happen because Skeens should be able to come up at some point. Anyway, 412 Carl Monrova, you'll be coming up. Guy in California, we got a whole nother hour to go. Let me know what you think. It's the Bob Pompiani Show. And before I get to a break, I want to tell you about Fan Weather, which is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Today is going to be a beauty. High of 45, low of 28. Partly cloudy through the morning. Clear 
tomorrow with a high of 50 degrees, clear skies in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Your weather is brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. More calls on the way right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.